Hey, everybody. This episode of the Smart Ass Marketer podcast is brought to you by On Target Digital Marketing, creating remarkable content designed to help companies make meaningful connections. Visit ontargetdigitalmarketing.com for more information, fill out the contact form, and start publishing great content. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome back to the Smart Ass Marketer podcast series. I am your host, Tom Jelnick. I'm joined with the stupendous coffee drinking John Terry. How about that? I, I did that right when you had a gulp in your mouth. Too. You did. How are you, Tom Jelnick? <laughs> doing, I am uh, doing fan freaking tastic. How about Tuesday. you? It I'm is doing Tuesday. great. I got my pants on. We are. It, it is a pants on Tuesday. Here yeah, here in, at On Target, we, uh, we, we encourage pants on Tuesday. It's a good thing. Yeah. What's new with you? Yesterday, I got to spend time at the DMV. Uh, everybody's dream. Yeah? Yeah. Good time. You're living large. Helped uh, son number one, my oldest son, Evan, with a, a title transfer and car registration and all, all that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, you know the DMV is a scene. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. That's people watching at its finest. That's almost as, as fun as going to Walmart. It, it's right up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really close. But even though you know what it might be like and you're kind of prepared, you walk in and it's still a little bit surprising. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 an adventure at every corner in there. Well, and I even think like, ma'am, how badly do you need to renew that tag or register that bass boat or whatever it might be? Yeah that you can't wait until the hacking cough subsides in a few yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting place with a, a, a wide variety of, of, of folks. Yeah, and, uh, you know, if the toddler is snotting all over herself, yeah. maybe keep her home. Yeah, maybe. or at least put pants on the toddler. And I get, you know what, people have stuff to do and they're busy, and maybe this is the day you took off work to do your thing sure. and stuff comes up. And I try not to be judgmental because I know everybody has stuff to deal with. Yeah. But at the same time, you just kind of feel like... Maybe there are times when they could just make a different choice. And I come mean, back you know, you're, you are day. going to the DMV. So are you what are you proposing? Like that we iron our khakis and, and, and get that nice pleat going on? I'd like to see pleats, uh, neckties if possible. That would be nice. A blazer, maybe yeah, not formal, semi-formal. That'd be OK. You think a belt is acceptable? Here's what. Actually, yeah, for several people there, I think a belt would have been a really good mm. idea. Interesting. Um, here's one thing, and this kind of relates to what you and I do for a living. I, I stepped outside at one point because we had an hour long wait. Like we got our ticket, you know, and, right. then, and then they count down on the monitor and you got to wait for your, it's a your thing. time to walk. It's a thing. I stepped outside for a phone call uh, or to make a phone call. Was it to me? It was. And yes, I, got I your, think I bothered you. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, you texted yeah. me and said, hey, can you call me? Yeah. I did, and I got your voicemail. You did. Sorry about that. Dick. Um, <laughs> so, wait, have we crossed that line yet? Yes, we uh, have. We have. Okay. All right. So that's all right. I don't mean you and I personally. I mean on the podcast. Sure. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair we're, enough. We're clear. So I step outside for a moment to make the call, and there's a lady out there who is, uh, she's there to get people to sign her petition to get some casino thing on on an upcoming ballot interesting i, I, I don't i didn't a even, little bit of lobbyist uh lobbying mm, yeah yeah she she wasn't fancy though i'll tell you that and, and I, I i imagine lobbyists being fancy we'll get there in a minute so i made the mistake of saying to her because i was trying not to engage but i've got a hard time not engaging and you so, are a talker 
I'm a talker, and I, I'm, a, I'm a man of the people. And you like Tom. people. I do like people. Yeah. But I made the mistake of saying to her, uh, well, it's, sure it's busy here today. You know, that's like uh, right up there with nice weather we're having. You right? opened the door. Sure is busy here today. And she said, oh, it always is at the first of the month. Hmm. I said, okay, all right. And then I'm trying to move on, and she said, especially right after Thanksgiving. Interesting. Did you catch that? Especially. Right? No. Uh, egg. Ec- Sorry, yes. Especially. Like, like yes. there's a K. Yeah, there isn't. After the, there really there's isn't. not. There isn't. Never no. was. No. Especially. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, that word wasn't designed really? to have that, that, uh, that sound. Like, I want to correct you. It's not my job to correct you. I'm right. not going to correct you. But here, and she said it twice. I, I think, like, she wanted to be sure that she made her point. And that I picked up on what she was laying down. So, so she really wasn't fancy. No, not how, at all. How are the restrooms in the DMV? If anyone out there in our audience suspects that we as, a, as, as humanity have evolved beyond the point where men are going to spit chewed gum into a urinal, mm-hmm. they're wrong. Really? You no. saw You witnessed this yesterday? I, I did. Did you witness the spitting or the actual just... You know what? I didn't witness the spitting. Okay, well, that's good. That's positive. It's possible maybe a guy is just looking down while going to Yeah, and it could have fallen out. It happens to the best of of us. Does it it happen to the best (laughs) of us? It could. Because I'm saying. I'm trying to to renew my my sense of of hope and and, uh, and well wishes for for humanity this, this month. I'm assuming you are one of the best. So if if we're gonna take this go that far. literally, right. that it happens to the best of us, and you're among the best, how often do you spit gum into a urinal? Never. Yeah. No. See. Oh no, I'm sorry. You said, but it could fall out. That that's. But what it could. It that could happen to the best. All right. How often do you have gum it, it, fall it, out of your it, mouth? It has Just, never never happened. Yeah. But yeah. I have swallowed it by accident, and of course, yeah. there's 92 years worth of gum in there, so. Is that a myth? I think it. it the, I think the, it the, might be. Did Adam and Jamie ever tackle that one? I use it on my kids. Yeah. So yeah. you know, they might live in fear of swallowing their gum. Do so they, you're are, they, are they big gum chewers? They, I, not, 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 God, not really. You're trying so hard to get on topic, and I just I, keep. I'm, I'm trying to get to the fancy. Yeah, I know you are. So the restrooms weren't fancy. The mm. gum spitting certainly wasn't fancy. That is not fancy. What are mm. we talking about That's today, John? Good coffee. Well, we do have fancy coffee. Tom, we're talking today. Now is the time, by the way, when we start talking about marketing. Yeah, it's what we do. And business. All right. Stuff. We're talking about the fact that you shouldn't get too fancy. You don't need to be getting fancy. And for the record, for anybody listening who might say, hey, that's one of those things that Gary Vaynerchuk. You're damn right it is. It is. And uh, and so we are kind of taking a cue from Gary V here, and we wanted to dig into this a little bit more. Let's wait. Let's unpack that a little bit. We're going to be unpacking. Yes. Let's let's put a pin in this and come back later. <laughs> so, oh boy. Look, look. So, one of the things Gary Vee talks about is uh, he talks about how you shouldn't get too fancy in the context in terms of entrepreneurship and business ownership in general. Yeah, right. I think I think that there there is a large segment of the entrepreneur population, the business owner population that thinks that their hands can't get dirty. Right. And I see that as a huge flaw. Yep. 
So let me tell you a little story. I got so many stories. You're good with the stories. And I love to You know what them. we should do? What? We should tell stories for a living. It's not a bad idea. I, I, I have a few of them. Not bad ideas, but I, I, well, I, I have my share of those. Do you need a certification for that, or is there... Chief Storyteller. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's my, you. You have that certification. Title. Chief Storytelling Officer. Let's do it. At ontargetdigitalmarketinggoodtimes.com. Let's go. Thank you. Um, all right. In 2000, the year 2000, so the... That sounds like a song. I, it does. It was the uh, thing on Conan. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, in 2000, I joined a startup company that at the time was called youknowbest.com. Uh, you never heard of it because it, it evolved into another company called Channel Intelligence. And uh, as I never get tired of saying, that company grew and eventually sold to Google for a big chunk of money. And uh, But in the beginning, um, our CEO, Rob White, uh, he came from Microsoft and uh, he was a general manager at Microsoft and had lived in Florida previously and moved back here to do a startup company. Okay. But one of the things I learned, and by the way, we had millions of dollars of, of, of VC money, of venture capital money. We could have done all kinds of fancy stuff. Like, but, like a cappuccino maker? Exactly. But we didn't. Like, we were real clear on, first of all, uh, your first day of work when you come in, there will be a box on your office floor, a big flat box from Office Max or Office Depot that contains your desk. You put your own shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Day one. Yeah. Build your desk. That's not fancy. Oh, oh by, by the way, um, over there is a, a monitor and, and, a, and, a, and a computer and keyboard and hook that shit up yourself. Yeah. All right. Like, because we're hiring a bunch of smart people who come from the technology industry or, or, or background should and be able to hook hook a you computer can hook up, up your yeah. own computer i like it and plug in your own ethernet cable and yeah. and, and kind of make things work mm-hmm. and your and your Hack your chair network. by the way it's it's a you know 110 dollar chair from office max it's not a 700 dollar herman miller chair like right. you know that that's not happening either we were not fancy i'm logging back into my laptop i hear that i'm not going to edit this part out either Good. It's going to stay in. You go with your bad self. Yeah. And I've seen this. Uh, I, I've seen how this can go both ways. Uh, at, at Channel Intelligence and at You Know Best, we decided early on we are not going to waste VC money on stupid shit like right. fancy chairs and, and desks and people to come in and put the desk together for you. Uh, we're going to do all that stuff ourselves. On the other hand, I've been part of other organizations that didn't exactly work that way. They did on some levels, like we'll use hand-me-down furniture, great. Uh, but I was part of a nonprofit for a few years. Nonprofit, by the way, uh-huh. people, where the founder slash CEO, and you know what? God bless him, did get his hands dirty sure. early on. And did he use soap to clean them? Clean hands uh-huh. all the time. He was a very clean guy. See what I did there? Clever. Thank you. However, after a few years, I saw things happening. For example, he would get upset if he wasn't in business class or first class on a business really? trip. I don't even know what that's like, to be honest with you. It's pretty nice. Is it? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I like it. I would like it. to try it. I'm, I'm not... 
Yeah. I've like had the opportunity many times. I like upgrading when I can. I'm a fan. I like getting on the airplane mm-hmm. first. Sometimes you are fancy. I, it can happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I like the benefit of knowing there's plenty of overhead storage. Sure. I like getting a cocktail before we even leave the gate. Pretty That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. However, if I'm using money from a nonprofit, I'm not going to be that fancy. To you know, I wouldn't feel that, that good I, about that. Yeah, because money is supposed to go to the mission. Here's another thing uh, at Channel Intelligence. I, I'm, I'm going to call Rob White out by name again, our, our CEO and founder of Channel Intelligence. This is a guy who even when we had a really good amount of cash flow and revenue and, and things were going well and we were profitable, if Rob was going on a business trip, guess who he called on to book the trip for him? Himself? Himself. Yeah. Just he love it. go to Expedia and find the flight that worked for him and he would book it. Right. Not wait for an assistant and not go through that. Right. Yeah. Then again... I was involved with a nonprofit, as I mentioned earlier, that wasn't even, well, I was going to say profitable, but it's a nonprofit, um, wasn't cash flow positive. Sure. And the leader was fancy enough that he couldn't book his own air travel, and he would rely on his assistant to book air travel for him, which, by the way, is a bigger pain in the ass than doing it yourself because you got to go back and forth with sure. your assistant over, well, no, that time won't work for me and I'd rather do this and I'd rather go through Dallas than go through Atlanta and, you know, no, man. It's like, just dude, get over yourself. yourself. Yeah, get over yourself. Right, absolutely. So let's talk about that in relationship to marketing. So we, we kind of have an idea now of what we're talking about when we, we say, don't be fancy. Like, roll your sleeves up, do the work. In marketing... First of all, okay, let's be clear, full transparency. Tom and I work for an agency. He's the founder and the owner and the CEO of a company called On Target Digital Marketing. It is our job, it's our business to help companies with their digital marketing. It's what we do. And we like to make money for it. We do, yeah. (laughs) Huge fans of that. We're big fans. We, We actually sell this service to people. However, there are times when we will look at people and go, you don't need us. Right. Like, like we aren't for you. It's not a good fit. It's, right. It's not us. It's you. No, <laughs> exactly. just the other way around. But, but even beyond that, there are times when we will say to people, you don't even need an agency. Right. Well, whether you're, you're pretty new, um, you're a mom and pop, you're a small shop, you're growing, you're, you're not quite um, at, at, the, uh, at the revenue or cash flow or, or profitability phase of your business where you should be spending money on on a marketing agency and so you know a lot of times we'll tell people you know what figure this out on your own like what's well, true and learn how to do it figure out how it works learn go on google and and look up how to place a facebook ad right how, how to use google adwords and and go do it and don't don't misunderstand us we're always here to help people and give direction and, and point them in the right direction and, and speak for yourself. Well, you know, no, we are, but it's true. It's, it's something that's been very core to, to, to my, you know, to on target as a business since, since day one is like, I don't want to hoard all this information that I've learned and, and oh, essentially totally. taught myself. But, right. But like, I think that you're right. There's so many small businesses that um, want to get fancy, want to go out and hire an agency. And, you know, honestly on our end, we know that that owner is going to live in fear every single minute of losing a penny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and like, I've seen that and we've, here's the word of the week, 
we've pivoted away from from kind of making that our target audience, mm-hmm. um, mainly because, like, I don't want to be the one where they're they're stressing about are they going to make payroll, right? Because yeah, a lot right. of they, and they, if, a lot if, of times they can't afford what we're doing, but it's what they need. If they've got a four hundred dollar AdWord budget for the month, and we go to four seventy three, yeah, they're and done. They're freaking out about it, yeah. then you know. So probably not a good fit, and it's something they should be doing on their own. And they can do it on their own. Sure, they can. I mean, what we do isn't rocket surgery. I mean, it, it, you know, certainly we have years and years of wisdom and experience doing this. I mean, let's face it; it'll be better if we do it. Of course, yeah. And I don't mean that arrogant. I mean, no, but like, no. like we know what works, what doesn't work, uh, where to place ads, etc. But the point is, you know, a lot of business owners have this aspiration that they they know they need marketing. They rush out. They hire. They're, they're spending way too much money. They're not getting ROI. But I think there's something to be said for organic and crunchy when it comes to a small business. So let's let's choose an example here. So you own a market in, let's just say it's downtown Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. And you really pride yourselves in the steak and the, and the cuts of meat mm. and, and the, the produce that you have. And, and maybe you're a little bit on the... <clears throat> steak? Me, on the, Do on they the, sell steak? On, they sell steak. They sell ribeye. Bone in cowboy. Asparagus. Is there asparagus? There is to go asparagus. With? Okay, all right. I like this. I market. do love it. I, yeah, it's a great market, mm-hmm. right? And there's some wine, maybe, mm. and uh, they've got some craft beer that may complement your bone in cowboy ribeye or your porterhouse. Cowboy up. Yeah. So, but think about it. If what's going on in their store every day? On Target can't physically be there. We can't be yeah, in yeah, yeah. their right. store. Right. Right. So, what do you do? Well, you want to spread the word about that amazing new cut that you just got in right and the specials that you have going on uh you know for the holidays and you want to take pictures and maybe some video of that what i'm suggesting is that you start creating your own media channel right Mm -hmm. you start feeding people no pun intended with the good stuff right The, the 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 great videos of your team greeting people as they come in the door and maybe the way you decorated the store for the holidays and and maybe here's Shirley with the with the with the sample of the Cabernet uh, that you just handpicked this week. But you have to understand, we can't do that for you because we're not in your store all the time. But that's the good stuff. That's the crunchy stuff. That's the stuff that's getting shared. Um, that's the organic, non-fancy stuff. And by the way, actually, we can do that for you as part of a. Uh an elevated package that has somebody from our team being at your yeah, location embedded twice in your a week. store. But here's but the thing, you're going to pay for that. You don't want that. Right. And, and, yeah. and it's hard to afford. Right. So, I mean, really, the advice is you really need, I almost said triple down on your strengths. You but thought about I it. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so uh, know what your strengths are. If your strengths are not taking photos or, or doing audio or creating content, well, you better find somebody who does have that strength. And even if it means you hire, a part-timer to come in that that can capture video and can capture you know moments and 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 operate the Instagrams. You know, you need the IGs. That. The IGs as Not we call the OGs. them. Not the OGs. Or the Snapchats. Now on the other hand, when that market grows to five locations or they're in three states or uh, or when the wine supplier or the vineyard when they want to implement a big thought leadership campaign. Right. That's when you hire an agency like us. Right. And right. we'll help that. We'll, we'll sit there and figure out the strategy. We'll figure out the, the content that needs to be created. We'll help you with your origin story and, and kind of help you to really understand who you are as a brand. 
and then just create amazing stuff on your behalf moving forward. But, you know, like you said, you've got to get there. You've got to be there. So get there and get there um, as a practitioner. So I think one of the other mistakes I see is people aren't staying in their lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do know. Like yeah. if, if you're a professional uh, mercantile owner, the, you like that word? Yeah, I just saw like Little House on the Prairie in my head. I was going to say, I, I'm going to pull up in my covered wagon or my, yeah, my carriage. Yeah, Canastoga or whatever they call that. Con- Conestoga. 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 Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so. The Prairie Schooner. Yeah. But this is something you, you love, right? This is your passion. You built this, obviously, because of a, because of a, 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 a zeal you had for, for this particular line of work. Um, don't start talking or don't start trying to be something you're not, right? I mean, Talk about the great stuff, the experiences you're having at the store. If you are a CPA, talk about CPA stuff, right? Talk about how what you did changed someone's tax plan. I know that sounded really boring, but it was one of the examples my brain went no, to. No, but the thing like, is, it's interesting to somebody. It is. And like, don't start talking about tech if you're a CPA person, right? I mean, if you know a little bit about it, that's great. But I'll tell you what, there's people out there that'll, that'll hand you your ass that know way more. So... Stay in your lane when it comes to what you know and, and what, what drives you and, and what makes your company, your brand uh, exist. Well, and this is interesting, too, because different people have different theories about this. Um, I, I do know people who think they should try to be all things to, or I, I know businesses who believe they should be all things to all people. I'm the opposite. The more you niche down or niche down, depending niche. I like that. I like saying uh, that. It sounds kind of snooty. Like it sounds. Are, like, are you niche? See, I still, I so still I, go I, with niche. I think it in my head, but I always say niche. Yeah. So, but I, I, because I think I'd sound too fancy if I start saying niche. I, yeah, I feel like I should be drinking. You know, like yeah, uh, sipping Perrier on a, like a Perrier. Right? Yeah, is Perrier still a thing? I think is, it is. Is, is that but, still considered fancy? But not to me. Or uh, Lacroix? Is it Lacroix La- or Lacroix? Is that fancy? I don't know. Maybe it's basic now at this point. Could be basic. Wow. Here's how non-fancy we are. We don't even know what's fancy. Like, even if we try. Right. Like, there was a time that, to me, uh, Ralph Lauren uh, shirts were fancy. Oh, yeah. You you had to have the horse with the polo on it? I don't know if they still are. I don't think they are. I I don't think so. Anyway, where were we? I had a point. We were talking about staying in your lane. Staying in your lane. Yeah. So, my point was, uh, don't go outside your lane, but even maybe stay further inside your lane than you think you should. Right, the, with your niche. The tighter niche or niche that you find, the bigger audience you might expose yourself to, actually, if, if that makes any sense. I think you nailed this because there are a lot of companies, and the first question I'll ask, who's your market? Well, everyone. Everybody. Everybody can mm-hmm. buy it from me. I'm open for everybody. That's why I'm on the internet. But uh, you seriously got to really look at your niche and start becoming the leader in that niche, uh, hands down. Um, we, we happen to have, this sounds a little random, but we happen to have a really strong niche in private Catholic schools. Yeah. I mean, we're good at it. We create, uh, amazing attention around the websites. We, we help attract new students. And it's interesting because if you talk to anybody probably in the, in the advertising, marketing, digital marketing business in the agency world and said, Hey, who are you going to go after in 2018? Who, who do you think you can really help next year? I bet Catholic schools would not be high on the no, list. No, but think about it. I mean, like, yeah, there's so much competition now in private schools. And, and we stumbled to, into it. We did. And yeah. I have a background in it. And it's, you know, I can talk the talk. And 
uh, both my children, not, not, to, not to sound fancy, but both of my children go to Catholic school and, and, uh, it just, it's something we do really, really freaking well. So dude, what do you do? You monopolize that. You go after that. You, yeah. um, y- y- you get busy. Now, while you're staying in your lane and doing your thing and being who you are, can I also just say that there is a danger of coming off inauthentic if you take the wrong approach. And let me tell you a little bit about what I mean there. Sure. And I, I, think you'll, I think you'll feel where I'm coming can from. Can you break here. that down for us? I can. There are services out there that one can subscribe to to get content related to the industry that you work in. Okay. All right. Um, I know. I think I've seen this with real estate agents. I've seen it with realtors. Uh, yeah, they do it a lot, actually. Yeah. You can buy blog posts that are related to your your niche, and, and you can publish them on your website. And it kind of looks like your content, but it's not in your voice, right. and it doesn't really sound like you. Right. And it doesn't really speak specifically to your audience. And to me, it's just, it's kind of a cheat. It's kind of a hack. Like, I would rather have somebody write from the heart or or do a podcast from the heart or do video from the heart and just be themselves than try to buy content that they can use for their business that's not authentically theirs. And and, and I I totally get why people do it. Yeah, I, know. I totally do. I and and I you know, a lot of it back in the day if you want to rewind in this industry was to was to gain search engine traffic, right? Mm-hmm. The more stuff we attach to our website, the more Google's going to love us, blah blah blah, and we'll yep. start climbing in the rankings. So I get it, but then there's this whole duplicate content issue of that's now that issue. same article is yeah. splattered all over the internet 62 million times. So what's it make? How is it making your website a unique place for your users? I, I just don't think that in the end you really gain any uh, any any genuine interaction. But and 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 I think it's even deeper than that. I think it's you know your customers want to buy from you because of the the passion that you have for what you do. They don't they don't ever come to me. And after a discovery session, say, you know what, Tom, it just doesn't seem like you really care about what you do. They can right. feel it in my voice. They see it in my expressions. Um, and people are drawn to that, right? So if you're creating content for your website, for your blog, for your social media channels, you've got to let it come out. You've got, and, and, and hiring someone you know, to mass produce, dude, and I'm telling you, this is what we do for clients, but we're doing it individually. Yeah, and we do it in their voice. In their voice, about their story, about their background, about their passion. We're just really damn good at capturing that. But, like, you know, you're buying this stuff in bulk for cheap. You get what you pay for. So here's a great example. We do content. We, we, we provide content marketing services for a very large pest control company that operates throughout Florida. Pest control is a very uh, regional mm-hmm. thing, right? Right. So if they bought generic content from one of these services, there would probably be uh, blog posts that would be given to them to publish on their website that would talk about things like how to winterize your lawn. In, right, in exactly. Right? Totally you know? irrelevant or, to the market. Or how to... Uh, how to recover from frost damage in the spring, you know, th- right. that kind of stuff. Or how to, get, how to get rid of those pesky Canadian cockroaches. Oh, I hate the Canadian cockroach. Yeah, or, or, the, or the... It's the, the accent that really bothers yeah, me. Yeah, eh? Yeah. 
but they drink a lot of beer. They do, you hosers. Has any Canadian ever really said hoser? I don't think maybe so. so. I, I don't, don't know. think so. I don't think so. Hey, have you ever watched? I think maybe I showed you uh, Letter Kenny. Letter, yes. Letter yes. Kenny stories. Letter stuff. Kenny stories. Yes. Funny stuff. If you don't know what we're talking about, folks, you got a YouTube. Check that. out Letter Kenny stories on uh, on the YouTubes. If you want to, you want to win. You want to succeed. You want your business to grow. It's got to be about your passion and your enthusiasm. And so we're, our whole point here is to small business owners and to, to entrepreneurs that want to get into the game, you've got to be authentic. You've got to be real. That content has to come from you in some way, shape, or form. You may not be an artist. You may not be a, a great writer, but at least get somebody uh, that, that you can trust um, in your organization that can help you tell your story. Um, I would say don't, don't be tempted to run off to to nix discount copywriting and, and, and source all kinds of shit to throw on your website. Even if you have an online coupon. Don't, yeah, even, even if Nick's. you use a special offer code, create your own media. You know what I mean? And, and don't stop doing that. And, and grow the business, get bigger, and then come see us. Absolutely. One day we'll be the right fit for you. Absolutely. I like this. This is a good topic. It is. It, it's good, and I think it needs to be heard. Um, Nothing frosts my ass more. I don't even know what that expression means, but I like it. Um, I, I know chaps my ass. Chaps Nothing your ass, chaps my ass. But I think frosting your ass is actually taking it to the next level. So, Tom Jelinek, nothing frosts your ass more than... Nothing frosts my ass more than you know people not being authentic. Yeah, and, right on. And I can sniff that out in about 14 seconds, and guess what? So can everyone else on the damn internet. They can. And here, here's one last bit of... Uh, tidbit of of info or wisdom if you want to call it hacking hacking you know what hacking means john not hacky not hacking not not like hacking up along like at the dmv right but hacking today there's a couple of you know there's obviously a connotation of growth hacking right which dude i'm not knocking that whatsoever you got to figure out how to reverse engineer things i i totally get it um but what i'm referring to is like trying to find a way on social media to artificially game how many comments you, you get or artificially yeah. game how many likes you're getting a response. Um, and there is a theory that the more likes you get, that the, you know, the higher up in the algorithm you start to show and blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't disagree with any of that, but here's the, the purest inside of me is I would much rather people that are my target market you know, the marketers that I'm after to work with, the CMOs, the, 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 the VPs of marketing, I want them to be seeing my stuff, right? Yeah. Not just my circle right. of friends, because that's great. And that, yes, that's influence. And yes, we're all here to support each other. And dude, I go help people and I like their stuff too to make them feel warm and fuzzy. But my influence on social media has to be guided to the right freaking market the people that i want to be working with the people that i want to share my wisdom and expertise with um nobody else well here's what i've seen and what i've noticed that whenever somebody has one of these quote-unquote hacks for for social media and for content where they say they always say this you're going to get more activity you're going to get a lot of activity right well so what and well and and why why do I want activity? Why do I want activity? I want activity for, for people to know that I'm, I exist and, yep. and, and the content that I create is being digested uh, and shared and talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if there's some negative comments on it, that's great. Bring it on. Let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. 
what I'm looking, my personal goal is I want the marketers, I want the target market that I want to know that I exist and that I'm damn good at what I do. Exactly. Right. So, which brings me to my point, which is if you're using these hacks, if you're taking advantage of, you know, calling on your network to like your stuff and share your stuff or whatever, it's it's artificial. It's not real. You're inflating the numbers with people who aren't really your target audience. They're just in your network. They, you know, they like you for some reason. Yeah. But what's going to happen is they're not going to do that forever. No. They're, they're going to go away at some point. They're, they are not a genuine and authentic part of, of your audience. And, and I think you, to use the analogy of a house, I mean, you've got to build a solid foundation, right? And right. that solid foundation, yes, it can be helped. You know, your friends can help you build that. Don't get me wrong. But to your point, like, how sustainable is that down the road? And Here's another point. You know, if you if you have found or you're engaging in some type of hack to artificially inflate or get more attention artificially, guess what's going to happen? The Googles and the LinkedIn's and the, the Twitters and the Snapchats and the Instagrams have, en- it out have engineers that are way freaking smarter than you. Yeah. And they're going to figure out how to stop bullshit. Yeah. It'll work for now. Happens every day. For a little while. But sooner or later, they will tweak some algorithm that says, oh, I've noticed that every time he posts something new, he shares it with these eight people, and then they share it with eight people. Absolutely correct. And, you know, the best example of that is the way that search or SEO has evolved over the years is, you know, Google's like, oh, that's bullshit. And listen, this is is really dated Um, way back in the day. It used to be perfectly acceptable to put white copy on white websites. Oh, yeah. Right? So you could get a couple more keywords in there. Mm -hmm. Well, now that, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, that's evil. Why would you? I mean, that's that's terrible for the user right. and blah, blah, blah. Well, Google catches on everyone doing that and then looks for that and, yep. and, and penalizes websites that are that are that are doinking around with their results. And it's it, it's been a quest for Google and it should be a quest for LinkedIn and all these other platforms and channels to create an amazing user experience. Right. That means you don't see hyperinflated bullshit in your feed. Yeah. And so I guess bottom line is if you're taking some kind of hack approach to getting likes and shares and um, and comments on your on your social media post, it's going to go away. It's it's like buying friends. Yeah. You know, I had somebody the other day tell me that they had um, they wanted to use a service because their friend had bought. I want to say it was like two hundred and twenty five thousand Instagram followers. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell good is that? I know. I mean, yeah, you look like you're high and mighty, but like every single one of them is like an Instagram whore. Right. I mean, straight up, it's garbage. You know, God love the Instagram whores, um, and and they they've got a place. But but still, like when you see somebody who has those two hundred and fifty thousand followers on Instagram, but they get three likes, yeah, or or one comment, hyperinflated. It's bullshit. Pretty clear that it's not. Uh, it's, it's not, not real. Genuine. Yeah. And I think that's probably the biggest. The biggest takeaway from this podcast today is, you know, obviously don't be fancy, you know, stay in your lane and keep and it real. Just freaking be real, man. Yeah. I mean, people will buy from you because of who you are, not how wonderful you, you, you know, your marketing speak is on your product and, and how much, how much corporate bullshit you can cram into a tweet. I'm a little bit passionate about this. If you can't tell, he's a little fired up. No, I mean, a wound up. Here. I'm seeing it every day and I'm like, you're doing it wrong. You know, stop. Just be you. Be real and and contribute something that's interesting to people, 
rather than spewing out horseshit. For example, this is you being you. You're well, being authentic we, right now. Well, yeah. I mean, it's honestly the only way I know how to be. And I, <laughs> no, uh, and I mean that know, in the best possible way. It's awesome. Al- unfortunately, on TV, I, ha- I can't use those words, but, but I, there's a, many times I want to. Yeah. Speaking of TV, hmm. are we allowed to promote your TV appearances on the Well, podcast? why not? Why the hell I not, think we John Terry? be able to. So if you do live in Orlando or, or the greater Central Florida Metroplex. The region. Yeah. Uh, this Saturday morning yeah, on Channel 35. Uh, it should be around um, 840. I'll be talking about um, there's a lot of uh, nefarious things happening when, when you download particular apps and such. So it'll be a little bit of a tech Right. Uh, a tech piece, but you can also catch it on our website. Uh, Absolutely. On, tar- on yeah. Target Digital Marketing after the fact. This so. is on uh, WOFL, yeah. Channel 35, the Fox. Fox affiliate here in Orlando. Um, and by the way, okay, we're recording this on Tuesday the 5th. It's going to air on Wednesday the 6th. So if they hear this after this Saturday, go to our website. And find it. Find the link. It'll be there. Or, or, or on the Tom Jelinek social media channels. Yeah. Look me up. You know what? I will even share it as well. So That'll be nice. Oh, yeah. It'll be I like do. old times. It's going to be fun. And I got to tell you, John Terry, I mean, uh, you know, we, we did a bit of a hiatus from the, from the, from the show, from the yeah, program. Um, Over the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah, the, Zdan- the pesky turkey got in the way, but uh, I, I miss this. It's good to be back. We should do this way more often. Especially every Tuesday. Especially. Yeah. Nailed it. I agree. Well, listen, I hope you all uh, enjoyed the program today. I hope you learned. And I'm out uh, of coffee. You so are out of coffee. This is perfect timing, timing to, to, to put an X to this. So uh, a real pleasure. And, and certainly, we would love it. Um, we don't ask for plugs much, but uh, if you could like and share uh, this podcast if you loved it. If you didn't, uh, send your comments to John, not me. But uh, listen, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.